0: Welcome to Engage Your Tribe, a podcast about the art and science of audience engagement. I'm Jeremy Shear and my guest is Laura Russell, VP of Marketing at Adlucent. Laura, hello. It's great to have you on the show.
1: Hey, Jeremy. Thanks so much for having me.
0: You're very welcome. So Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Tribal Knowledge Podcasting. We are we we are a full-service B2B podcasting agency and we help you use podcasting to have great conversations with people that you want to get to know to grow your business. And you can learn more at TribKnowledge.com. So, Laura, let's start by, tell us a story about your craziest, weirdest, maybe most interesting marketing moment that you've had in your career so far.
1: Sure. So I don't know if it'll be the most interesting, but for me, it was the craziest. I somehow ended up with about 100 Giant cardboard boxes of swag in my living room, dining room, and kitchen. Now, to set the stage, I have a small two-bedroom condo and cannot fit a hundred boxes of swag anywhere. So they were pretty much stacked up floor to ceiling. And what happened was is we did a big brand refresh last year and we ordered branded swag to give to everybody in the company as a way to kind of promote our refresh internally. Now, when this started, I wasn't thinking, We're during, it was during a pandemic, we don't have an office, where am I going to ship all this stuff? So it ended up all getting shipped to my house. And each team member was getting about nine different things, a t-shirt, a hat, a sticker, sunglasses, etc. So we had to kind of fill all these individual tote bags for about 200 people. And so my house just kind of turned into havoc for a full day and a half. Luckily, I had a good team of people that came over and helped me, but it was a a pretty fun experience. We had some snacks and drinks and kind of made the most of it. But I think I'm still finding little bits of cardboard and leftover (laughs) sunglasses in the corners to this day.
0: (laughs) That's great. I love that. Well, I'm sure you're not alone. I'm sure our at least some of our listeners have had something like that, just a whole bunch of all kinds of stuff crowding up our living space. Mm -hmm. Right. Thanks for sharing that. So now say a few words about Adlucent. What are you guys all about?
1: Yeah, so Adlucent is a performance marketing agency, and we help retailers and brands break through performance plateaus across channels like Paid Search, Paid Social, Amazon, Retail Media Networks, and Display Media. We have a technology called Deep Search that we've built specifically for retail. And that's kind of our key to success along with our scientific approach and kind of approaching clients with total transparency and helping them just create the performance results that they need in their online campaigns.
0: Okay. Very good. Thanks for that overview. So now I know that you put a lot of stock in being aligned with your sales team and with other business units, but especially with sales. And which is, of course, a very smart thing to do if you're a marketer. And we'll talk about why in just a minute. But let's start very simply. I just want to ask you for you, what does alignment mean?
1: For me, alignment means all necessary stakeholders are looking in the same direction. And even if we don't necessarily agree, we need to agree to disagree and commit to the decision, the outcome, the data, whatever it is that's in question, so that we're not on different pages down the road. So it's basically creating commitment across stakeholders, or across an organization to help get things done.
0: Okay, that makes total sense. So how do you make alignment work? What does that actually look like in practice?
1: Yeah. So this is definitely something that it's taken me many years to, I don't want to say master because I don't think I've mastered it, but I've made a lot of progress in this area. I think that there's kind of a couple things you have to do to make this work. And and I'll preface that by saying the decision or the task at hand could be different things. It could be, you know, a decision to spend money on something. It could be a decision to hire someone. It could be an idea that's coming at you from a different direction that you don't want to move forward with in marketing. In the case with sales, a lot of times with marketing and sales, I think alignment shows up like attribute in attribution problems or questioning data questioning marketing's impact, questioning sales impact. Another way we've seen it show up is the quality of a lead. You know, we are a services agency. We do lead generation in order to generate. And, you know, sometimes that comes into question. So I think that alignment can kind of show up in a lot of different ways. And there's a few different ways to solve it based on, I think, how it's showing up.
0: Okay. So what about like when you're creating content? for any given piece of content, have you beforehand, like what role does sales play in this planning stages or the, you know, the strategy stage of the, of content creation?
1: Yeah. So I think the role in content creation from sales is very important because the sales team is talking to the client or the customers or potential customers and the insights and Leanings that we can get from those customers is super important in determining what our direction should be. So, the thing that we look for at Adlucent from our sales team is you know, what are customers asking about? What are you hearing come up the most commonly in discovery calls? Or what are you seeing across the web or at trade shows that competitors might be talking about that we haven't thought of? But basically, kind of being our eyes and ears on the ground to bring us back ideas. Then, we come up with our list of initiatives or priorities for content, create the content, and then we try to arm sales with that for the purpose of sales enablement and you know helping kind of nurture those deals, as well as educating themselves on whatever the topic, you know, at hand might be. So I think the role of sales is important in that process. And I think if more marketers use sales in that process, ourselves included, the content strategy can actually go a long way.
0: Okay. So it sounds like sales is involved very much at the very earliest stages of just what are our customers talking about? What do they care about? Which then gives you the ideas for, okay, well, here's the kind of content we need to create. So they're involved at the beginning. To what extent, if at all, is sales does sales continue to be involved through the production process, say, as you're creating the content or once it's actually created?
1: I'll have to say we don't include sales very much in that production process, mainly because they don't have time. <laughs> you know, yeah. they're busy selling, and we also have a pretty healthy trust between our teams. That I think our sales team, once they give us that initial kind of feedback or insight, I think they trust us to create it the way we need to. The 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 way I see that kind of stray is when it comes to creating very specific content like a pitch deck or an RFP response. In that case, sales is driving the bus, marketing's there to support, and we're the ones that are there to kind of give feedback throughout the process while they're creating those materials. So it sort of depends what the content is, but if it's marketing-driven content, they're not so much involved in that process. It's more of kind of the first checkpoint, And then once it's complete, they'll see it. Now, if they have feedback at that point, we'll certainly go back and revise something or, you know, evolve a a piece as needed. But luckily, you know, our our sales team, in our case, that had at least, they trust us to kind of create the copy or the design or whatever it might be.
0: Okay. And it sounds like for case by case for a given piece of content, if you've created something and they're like, oh, you know, it would be even better if it, did this or that, then that's a discussion and you have open lines of communication and, and that can happen as needed, I'm, I'm assuming.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Or if they're like this piece of content you created around, you know, paid social advertising was great and it's getting so much um attention and so much engagement, we need more of it. That's something we like to hear as well.
0: Of course. Right. Yeah. So now, ideally, every business unit in an organization should be aligned, right? But it, it really happens, uh, I think, the, especially the bigger or an organization in the heart it is, the harder that that gets. And, you know, marketing and sales alignment wouldn't be like a conversation the way that it currently is if it wasn't a pretty consistent problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I think every marketer, every salesperson would agree, yes, that would be great. Sales and marketing should be aligned but it it often doesn't happen. What do you think are some of the barriers that typically get in the way of that alignment?
1: I think some of the barriers I see are marketing and sales often have different KPIs that they're held accountable for. So, you know, I often see that sales is of course accountable for closed one deals, for revenue. Marketing at in a lot of companies is is responsible for You know, the brand, the engagement, the traffic. What we've done at Ed Lucent is we actually hold marketing responsible for middle and bottom of the funnel metrics, is what we kind of call them. So we also report and have goals around revenue and, you know, number of new business deals closed and the size of those deals. And then, of course, we have our standard marketing metrics like MQLs and SALs and the traffic and the engagement and things like that. But I think creating a marketing structure where you are having accountability for the same or very similar metrics to what sales is looking at is one of the keys. And I think that's sometimes one of the barriers when there's no overlap there, I think it can often lead to misalignment. I think another thing that can often lead to misalignment is kind of having, not starting small. So kind of having these big grandiose plans or grandiose changes instead of just looking at, step-by-step progress to kind of get in the direction you need to go. I think it's kind of the whole, like, what's better done or, you know, is done better than perfect. I think done is better than perfect for that exact reason, because perfect is going to look different depending on who you ask. And that's something I see in a lot of organizations. The marketing team has these huge plans it's really hard to get, you know, the resources, the time, there are these really long-term strategies. And I'm not saying those aren't important, but that's what can sometimes create misalignment because the sales team is like, I just need to get this prospect to pick up my phone call. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, good for you. You guys have these big plans, but like our immediate next step is to get this deal closed. And that's the most important thing to them. So I think, you know, start small and look at, you know, making progress versus looking at complete perfection is, is the key to that. I think the other thing too is sometimes in a lot of organizations, there's the question of who gets the credit. And sometimes marketing and sales can feel like they're competing with each other. When And that's why alignment is so, so important because we're partners and we're a team. We're not fighting for credit. We're not trying to say, well, marketing drove this deal. No sales drove this deal. I mean, the point is, is that you're working together and the way that we look at attribution for our deals and for our pipeline is a multi-touch model. So a lot of times if you're looking at just, you know, last touch, that's where you can get into trouble with alignment because everyone's fighting for that last touch credit or Mm -hmm. the first touch credit. So we kind of look at, you know, multi-touch. And in my perspective and what I tell our teams all the time is if we have a deal that is closed one or is in our pipeline and both marketing and sales has not touched that deal, we're doing something wrong because we should both be working together to reach that person or that company. And so I think when you kind of take the whole, like who gets the credit thing off the table, it helps put the alignment problem at ease a little bit.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great insight. And I mean, easier said than done, I'm sure, because especially salespeople tend to be pretty competitive, right? I mean, it, it, it attracts folks who like to compete. And, you know, maybe in in marketers in their own way can be competitive as well. So, you know, that sounds to me like another piece has to be clear leadership from the top, making it a priority, making it very clear that alignment is part of the business plan and that even given the natural inclination to compete, that's fine, but you have to be able to put that aside enough to be able to align our plans and all go for the same prize.
1: Definitely. And one of the things that we do at Adlucent as an organization is all members of leadership read a book by Patrick Lencioni called The Advantage, and it's all about organizational health. And mm. if if anyone listening to this has not read it or is not familiar with it, I highly recommend it. And Lencioni's model is all about building trust, having healthy conflict, holding accountability. So I think when you kind of take that approach to your leadership team as an organization, it's naturally built into your roles, that alignment is expected. And I'm very lucky that Lucent has done that. And then you carry that down to your team, right? So my marketing and my sales team would not be aligned if it weren't for all of the team's efforts and everybody involved. Like I cannot take the credit for that whatsoever. And I'm very lucky that I have you know several people on my marketing team, and and one person in particular who is very 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 good at partnering with sales and creating that alignment and getting on the same page and knowing what their motivations are and giving them what they need and just having that really good communication and partnership with them because I can't do it myself. My VP of sales can't do it himself. My boss can't do it himself. It kind of takes everybody to be involved, and I think at Atlassian we're really lucky that we have. People who have that ingrained in them and, and are really good at doing that at every level of the
0: org. Hmm. Wow. That's that's another great insight. Sounds really important. Like alignment isn't something that just kind of happens. It's almost like collaboration is a skill that you have to learn and practice and make it happen.
1: Definitely. I think that's a really good way to, to sum it up. I do think a collaboration is a skill. You have to flex that muscle. You have to build it. It's not just going to be there on its own.
0: So thanks for sharing all that. Really great to hear. And thanks for all your insights. Really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much.
1: Likewise, Jeremy. Thanks for having me.
0: That's it for this episode of Engage Your Tribe. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. Engage Your Tribe is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com, that's conversa with two N's, to learn more about how we help B2B Brand Start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers they need to get to know to grow their business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.